Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacitas, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself. And I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Well, let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Dreamers and Action Takers. I am so excited to introduce you to Zara. She is absolutely incredible. What she is doing is she is helping independent women with their financial confidence and taking them from this place of like confusion and frustration and not knowing what to do um, with their money to actually having a good money mindset, having a good money personality and knowing um, cash flow and budgeting and where to get that from. She has an incredible story of truly being an overcomer and what she is able to what she has been able to do um, since her husband died and where she is now in paving the way and truly helping these other women. Um, And so I love her story. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mary. I'm excited to be here. Me too. So I love your story, as I kind of already said, um, but I would love for like listeners to be able to hear it from you. So can you tell a little, a little bit about how you got to this place of coaching women on um, financial independence, financial confidence? Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been a financial professional for over 20 years. Um, Majority of that time I've been in the banking industry. And um, when my husband and I got married, we sort of divided and conquered roles. And um, he asked me to handle the finances. And I was like, I handle other people's finances all day long. I don't want to be handling our finances. And I said, it's something that you should learn and, you know, do so that you know what's happening. And as life went on, we had our daughter, I became more of into her life, and he continued to handle our finances. And in 2014, he got diagnosed with cancer. And in then in 20, later 2014, um, we were told that it was terminal and we had six months to sort of uh, figure things out. And at that point was the first time that I started to get back into the financial piece of everything. And I realized that with somebody with my background, it was still so difficult for me to handle the finances along with handling the health stuff, along with handling um, my daughter. And then after he passed away, I still struggled a lot with the financial aspect of it. And so I started to think that there are probably so many other women out there that struggle with this financial piece that are smart, intelligent, educated women, but they end up, you know, denying their finances or covering their heads and trying to forget about it because they just don't feel confident enough with their abilities and how they're going to be able to handle it. And so that's where I ended up wanting to be a financial coach. I love that. And I think that what you talked about of like, there's so many people who just like cover their heads and they just 
They're like, it's nope, I'm just going to ignore it. Like it's going to go away when the reality is it's not going to go away. (laughs) It's probably going to get worse. So like, let's start there for the person who is just like covering their head and like, doesn't even want to take the next step. What advice do you have for that person? So my advice to that person is you need to take action as soon as possible, because like you said, you know, covering your head and hiding from it can lead to so much stuff, you know, um, more, you know, debt, maybe if you're putting it off more stress, more, um, you know, financial problems, like it could result in creditors coming after you it could result in, you know, assets being taken away from you. Plus, it could actually not be as bad as you think. So (laughs) there's also that piece of it where you might think it's really bad and maybe it's not really that bad because you just don't know. So um, really taking action and just starting with listing things off and doing one small task a day um, can, you know, really start creating that momentum for you. That's huge. And so many times we go to like the bad what ifs of like, this is going to be horrible and like, it's scary and debt and all of that. But one of the things that you just said is like, it could not be as bad as you think it is. And so also having that realization of like, our, your brain may be playing a trick on you and saying that, like, this is the end of the world when like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the monster under the bed, you know, it's, it may not be there. <laughs> Literally though. So you said one, like doing one thing a day, one small step, like where, if somebody's like, so like deep into it, like what would that first step be? Yeah. So I call that money conversations every day. And so all it is, is just open your banking account every day or your banking app and just look at your money. And, you know, a lot of my clients will say, well, Zara, every day it's $5 that's in my bank account. That's okay. That's just setting up that habit. So look at your uh, bank account and really just look, see what's in there, open it up, look at the transactions, and then go into your credit card, look at your transactions, and just really have these money um, conversations as a starting point. Um, Every day, do one little task. And so open that money app and just look. No, no action. Just look. That's something that's like, I think that's huge because that's like one step, but I know that it goes into so much more of like, take one step and then you're going to take another step and you're going to keep going. So I know that there's like three or four main things that you cover with like a lot of these women and people who you work with, um, including like money mindset, personality, all of that. Can you go and like talk a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah. So um, one of the first things that we work on is the money mindset piece of it, because if your mindset is not correct, then you're still going to struggle going down the path of your financial journey. And so the really the first part is really figuring out what is holding you back. What are those money blocks that you have that could be from your childhood, your parents telling you that money is evil, uh, you know, you learning, you know, different things. It could be also the lack of knowledge for, for things that are holding you back. And so really fixing that piece of it and learning about it. 
And then determining what your money personality is. Are you a money worshiper? And, you know, it's not bad to be a money worshiper, but then also knowing the strategies in place with that. Or are you a money avoider? You know, and so we talked about the avoidance piece of it and then learning the strategies of how to talk to your money that works best with your personality. Uh, and then the next part, we move into um, increasing cash flow because that's the biggest piece of it is to how do you increase cash flow? So, you know, really working on a budget and it's not a difficult budget. It's an easy budget and it's not restrictive. Like I'm not going to tell you to eat beans and rice. I'm not going to tell you to cut out the Starbucks, you know, but we're just going to get a budget that works for you. And then ending that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, you know, so really getting into a place where you're coming away from that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, and then paying off debt and getting out of debt. And then the next part of it is now for your future and for your security. So how what are your financial goals? What are your big dreams? Because everybody wants to be a millionaire, but they want to be a millionaire because they want to be able to do things for their families or for themselves. And so it's not necessarily about the money. It's about the lifestyle that they want. And so once you determine what your lifestyle is, then you can really plan for it and determine what it is that you want to work towards. I love that. And I think that something that's so like key in what you said is the fact that when you talk about money and something that's such a trigger word for so many people, you talk about it with so much freedom. And the fact that you literally said, I'm not going to tell you to cut out your Starbucks. Like I'm not going to tell you to eat beans and rice because that is a way that you can pay off debt and like, you know, build wealth, but it's restrictive and it's difficult and sounds horrible. (laughs) So you give people so much freedom, which I think is really cool. Well, and it's about being able to sustain the lifestyle, you know, and so, yeah, you can live on beans and rice for a short period of time, but then you're going to end up back into the cycle again. And so it's more about doing things that you can sustain for the next 20, 30 years of your life that you have left. And so that you're not going through the cycle over and over again. I love that. It's so cool. So in, cause there's a lot of entrepreneurs who also listen to this podcast. So like, yes, this is something that is so key in your personal life, but if somebody an entrepreneur is looking at their business bank account or checking account, would you say that these things also fall into that as well? Yes, for sure. 100% because, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs actually have, um, stronger money blocks than personal people do, you know? And so that is, you know, there, there's maybe there's bad, you know, things that have happened in their entrepreneurial journey when it comes to money. Um, But, and also when it comes to business finances, there's so much to that piece of it that a lot of people um, don't even handle like bookkeeping and keeping on track on top of that stuff. And then they're worried about the government always, right? So um, for sure, it is huge for entrepreneurial um, independent women as well, for sure. I think it's so funny and it's like crazy because as an entrepreneur, like you're in charge of your paycheck. Like if you are not, like obviously if you're in corporate, you get a paycheck every two weeks. And so you know that that is that security 
if you will, is there, but as an entrepreneur, like you are in charge of your cash flow, you're in charge of all of it. So it makes sense. There's a lot of those money blocks that come up. Yeah. And making sure that the taxes are paid as well, because your, your company does that for you when you're in corporate, but when you're, you're on your own, it's always remembering, you know, you got to save a bit of that money for tax time when it does come up. Yes. And that's like, you know, in, uh, um, you're in Canada. So I don't know if it's like the same as in America, but like, it's like February ish is like tax season, um, which is like coming up, which is terrifying for some people (laughs) like, Oh my gosh, wait, it's already here again. (laughs) So Somebody like has this anxious feeling when you brought up like taxes and like, you know, business and looking at all of that, what would your first step for them be? Well, I think one of the biggest steps would be is just starting to, again, like look at your finances, like stop putting it off, um, dig out that shoebox that has the receipts in it. And, you know, and maybe the first step is just organizing those receipts into three different categories, you know, like supplies, meals and entertainment, and then, you know, transportation and just, you know, organizing it in that way. So now it's organized. Now you've got a base of what you can build on for once tax time comes. And then you can grab those piles and really start putting together um, either on a spreadsheet or a worksheet, whatever your accountant requires you to have. I love that. And it's like taking that one little step and you being able to show like, okay, let's stop looking at worst case scenario and like the big picture, but let's just pull out the shoebox. Let's just do one thing and then we'll take the next step when that's done. So I think that's huge. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all about little things. And, you know, um, my big motto is how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. And so how do you tackle your finances? It's one step at a time. You know, you can't, can't become a millionaire overnight and you're not going to become a millionaire overnight. Um, but you know, we can work on things and slowly, slowly the confidence builds up and then you're willing to take bigger steps. I love that. Can you tell me a story about like a way that when you've like worked with a client, when you've worked with somebody and taking them, um, through this process, because I know that your story is really powerful of, you know, where you came from and what you're doing now, but can you tell me a story about maybe somebody who, um, was kind of in this like bad money mindset and then kind of the progression of what it looks like for them now? Yeah. Um, my most recent client that I just finished up with, um, so she came to me, Uh, her and her husband uh, separated, he left the country and um, went back to his home country. And she was left with two kids, and having to manage her finances. And the first thing she said to me was, I just need to have clarity on what is going on. She's like, I know I have a mortgage, I know I have debt, I know I have a savings plan, but I just don't know what is happening? What are all the moving pieces? And so we got together and um, we worked for about nine weeks together, you know, on a, a system for her. And we started with the money blocks and really determining what it is that's holding her back, determining um, what may have happened in her past and seeing what is keeping her from moving forward to taking action towards her finances. And then we really worked on her budget. And, you know, together we looked at the budget together and seen places that 
you know, she can maybe make some adjustments on things, you know, and, you know, one of the things that she was doing was she would go to Walmart or, you know, superstore or whatever with her kids and just buy whatever they wanted without an actual list, without actually planning. And then it started adding up for her. So really worked on some tactics, how she can talk to her children, how she can ensure that she stays on budget, ensuring that she's just buying what she needs to, you know, and really got tight on her uh, budget and really ensured that she started to, when her money came in, she became like a money machine. So as soon as money came in, all her bills got paid and then whatever was left over went towards her debt a little bit, a little bit went towards investing and a little bit went for fun. And so she could have fun without feeling guilty. And by the end of the program, she felt so good that she had clarity, she had confidence, and she knew every time that money came in, she didn't freeze and she didn't automatically buy something that she had been always wanting. She knew that she had a system that when money came in, a portion went to debt, a portion went to investing, and a portion was for fun and she could spend that to whatever she wanted. That's huge. I think the system part of it is like one of my favorite things that you've said of it's simple when you have a system, it's simple when you just know it's not like, oh my gosh, I just got whatever, $2,000 this week. Like, what do I do with it? Do I just need to like spend it? It's like, no, like we have a system of where this is going and what it looks like. So that's huge. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, when we do get that $2,000, it's like, oh yeah, I really needed that purse. And so now that $2,000 magically was for this purse. But when you have a system in place, then you know exactly what you have to do. And once you get to a point where all your debt is gone, then you can buy that purse for $2,000. Yeah. It's like, oh, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Setting up the rewards too is huge. Um, so is, cause you mentioned kids in there of like, you know, she'd go to the store and then her kids would, you know, be a factor in that. Is that something that you see as like a factor that, um, prevents some people, obviously those with kids from being able to reach some of those goals? Yeah. I think oftentimes, um, as single moms, we often, um, tend to harbor a lot of guilt, you know, and so that guilt gets replaced with parenting with your wallet. And so what happens is that because, you know, we feel like we don't have enough time to give to our children, we're working so much, you know, they're cooped up in the house with us or whatever it is that we end up buying whatever they need. And we're not setting up our children for good money habits as well when we do that. But when we have conversations and I often tell uh, my clients to include their children in the budget. So when you're doing the budget, everybody sit down together and you do the budget together as a family. So everybody knows what is happening with the money. And so once children start to realize things that, oh, mom, you only make this much money. And then this is how much our rent is. And then this is how much goes here. They start to see things in a different light. And then you can explain to them. So, you know, we want to go on vacation twice a year. And so that means in order to go on vacation twice a year, we have to save this much every year. 
And that will mean that when we go to Walmart, we can't buy everything that you want because those things are going to end up in the garbage versus the vacation is going to be something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. That is huge. And one other thing that I think is like so cool in having that conversation with the kids, letting them know is I remember like graduating college and so many of my friends went straight into corporate life. I didn't, but they were like, how much is a good like salary? Like, what is this enough to live on? Is this good? And so even by like talking to kids about this is how much we make, this is what this looks like is now you're not only like empowering yourself, you're also empowering your kids in the right now, but in the future too, so that they know like, Hey, this is how to budget. This is what this looks like. And it was modeled for them, which is so cool. Well, yeah. And you know, like I'll have conversations with my daughter all the time as well. And she'll ask me, well, is this a good job? And then I'll ask her, well, what do you identify as a good job? Like, is it rewarding or is it financially good? And so, you know, we'll talk about things like it. It may not always be about the financial piece of it. If, if you love doing something that doesn't pay a lot of money, but you love your job, then that's important. And, you know, if you're wanting to make the most amount of money, then that's important to you. So then you want to look for what fits with what your goals are. Oh, that's huge. I love that. And the fact that like you and your daughter are having these conversations about not just money because money is important. It's how we do most of the things in our lives. It equips us. It's a tool that we use. However, there's a difference between making a lot of money and being fulfilled and rewarding and which is what you just talked about. And so having that like differentiator is huge. So thanks for like sharing about that as well. You're welcome. So I know that you also have a program that's coming up. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have a program that's coming up early January and uh, it's a nine week program in where we work from uh, financial denial, because that's kind of one of the big things and money mindset to increasing your cash flow and then going into a place where we have security and we can start investing and looking at your future. And so um, there are modules that are are done kind of self-study. And then we have weekly uh, coaching calls where we go over, uh, you know, certain items from the program of what you've learned in the past. I can answer questions. Uh, Really, I spend a lot of time with helping create the budget and making sure that the budget is right and the budget works for you and ensuring that you've got things in there that is sustainable and you're able to keep that going as a lifestyle piece into your life. I love that. That's so good. And just the ability to be able to work through that with somebody else. And it's like when you have the accountability of it and two, I always feel like when you're working on it with somebody else, it's not as scary. And so if anybody has that, um, just confusion, the frustration, the overwhelm, whenever they like think or look about, um, look at money, what would be the best way for somebody to get in contact with you? Yeah. So, uh, the best way to get in contact with me is I'm on Instagram. So at Zara Kaku, I'm also on Facebook, Zara Kaku, um, as well as I have a website, zarakaku.com. So (laughs) 
it's all my name. So um, definitely those are the best. Um, I would say probably Instagram and Facebook are the quickest ways uh, to get a hold of me on there. And I'm happy to have any discussions with anybody about anything to increase your financial confidence. I love that. And we'll definitely put the links in the um, show notes so that somebody can easily find you because I already know you like put out so much valuable, um, resources through Facebook, through your group, through Instagram, like on, like Sarah's also incredible at reels. So y'all just follow her on Instagram just for her reels. They're so fun and also entertaining. So, um, you got the fun, educational, entertaining, all of the above. (laughs) So perfect. Yeah. We will definitely put those links in the show notes, but thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. I'm happy to be here and excited. You're incredible. And I can't wait to hear about all the wins that people get after even just following you on social media, but then for those who decide to take the next step and work for you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of dreamers and action takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. Would you take five minutes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people. I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream with the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode and I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.